We've got some hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the content. It's Profit <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> we spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn more on how to turn the content into profit, go to contentsprofit.com. Guys, this is so awesome. Fancy. Fancy had something in the throat. Oh, what wow. happened there, man? I don't know. I, th- I think I might have just Ooh. hit puberty or something, man. My I was like, oh, oh no. but it's okay, guys, because today we have an awesome guest. That's right. We're so excited. We are so excited. We're going to talk about the about? key element to design your dream life and a powerful pollution machine with millions of visits. You got it right. You and got it right. That was one <laughs> long headline. I am, but, but it's so worth it. It's like there's it so much stuff in there. It is. And uh, do we have a sponsor today, Fonzie? Do we, have we do. And thank you for yeah. asking. High right. five. Today's sponsor is your own. Biz Bros with Content Momentum. And what is Content Momentum? You might be asking yourself, well, if you produce long-form content just like the one that you're listening to or watching and you want to turn it into value-packed, bite-sized assets so then you can send them into social media like little minions so they can get clients for you. Let's go. We want to help you out. So slide in the DMs at Biz Bros Co. on Facebook, on Instagram. We're here for you. That's right, guys. And uh, before we forget, please go ahead and subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button so you know when those episodes are dropping on your phone. Um, follow us on social media at BizBrosCo. <laughs> I got it right this time. That is I got right. It right. And if you find this episode impactful, which I am sure you will, don't forget to share it and and leave a five-star review. It, it's Monday today. The energy is like, you can tell we recharge through the weekend. Well, for me, it's coffee too. So Let's go. I'm just saying it. All right. Another week, another Monday. And of course, an epic guest. You know, when you go asking people for referrals and they keep bringing up the same person, that's what happened with today's guest. So naturally, we set out on a mission to bring her to content is profit. Oh, yeah. Today's guest is the online queen of mom blogs. If that's even a thing, we don't know. But maybe we just created one one of those things, right? As you can imagine, she has one of the biggest mom blogs out there that has allowed her to help thousands, thousands of other moms. Including my wife, Katie. There which she loves the, the blog, by the way. So not only that, she is a brilliant marketer that uses analytics for nearly everything. So then she can take efficient action. Oh, yeah. I'm going to <laughs> love this conversation. She is also writing her fourth book. And she managed to retire her husband from stressful job. Amazing. That is so exciting. Please welcome founder of kidsactivities.com, super mom, and the coolest mom of the blog, potentially the internet, Miss Holly Homer. <laughs> Welcome, Holly. Thank you. I feel so underdressed without purple. <laughs> I mean, Fonzie, you didn't send her the email, man? I, I forgot Come to on. send the email. I take full responsibility. <laughs> yeah, for those listening, guys, like, Fonzie is matching me like he always wants to do. I always try to avoid this, but he's like, man, like, I really want to look like you, Luisa, today. So I, I, I think that's I, like I, a, we're wearing a, a purple T-shirt. I think that's like a younger sibling thing, right? Holly, <laughs> do, how, how many kids do you have? I have three boys, but I was going to say, I think it's a subconscious thing because <laughs> when the kids were small and I picked out their clothes... I would look around and we'd all be matching by accident. It wasn't on purpose. Uh-huh. You see, but but do the do the younger ones want to be like the older brother? 
They're teenagers now, so there's no. So it's like, no, no, complete opposite. This this is how, how I see it throughout my life. When I was little, I was like, I want to be like my older brother. And then as I grew up, I'm like, I am just myself. I don't want to be like my brother. And now that I'm growing again, he's such a good example that <laughs> oh, I want man. to be like him. And I wear purple. See, yeah, they're in that middle <laughs> stage right now. <laughs> Nothing's cool. It's all good. <laughs> Uh, Holly, it will get better. I promise. I promise. <laughs> Holly, thank you so much for joining us today in Content is Profit. Like, it, it's like talking to like royalty. I, I like, I promise you, this is so awesome. Like, we've heard so many good things. So, like, why don't you share a little bit of your story with the audience? You know, we jumped on a call like a few weeks ago, and I was like, man, like, wow, you you are very humble. This is your time to brag. Go ahead, <laughs> t- say it, everything. <laughs> no, I think the the interesting thing about what I do today is it's completely by accident, <laughs> like on purpose. <laughs> so love it. Like I did the traditional thing where I went and got a master's degree in physical therapy, and I w- was a physical therapist for many years. Um, I yeah. specialize in chronic pain, and then, um, but I always wanted to be a stay at home mom, and so when. Um, when my husband could finally support our family, we started having children. And um, he's a doctor, so he had got he had a lot of oh, um, yeah. training to do to get us to that point. And so when I was home with these kids, and um, I was trying to like juggle and try to like stay sane because like there was lots of chaos in the <laughs> in the. Um, in the house, and I just accidentally started a blog. One of my friends just mm, told me to do yeah. that. And I had no idea what a blog was. I just started um, and I realized really quickly that, oh, my gosh, like I will save so much money on my scrapbooking habit because (laughs) I can just post the pictures and my I won't have to make like double scrapbooks, like one for my mom and one for my great aunt and all that. They can just come to like this magical thing called a blog. (laughs) Yeah. So I started with three readers and <laughs> over the years, that was 15 years ago. And um, this summer we had one week, one month out of the summer um, was my biggest month ever on the blog. And we had 10 million um, readers that month. Wow. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. So- that's amazing. Holly, congrats. Like that's how uh, we... We're in the publishing game, obviously not 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 blogging yet, uh, but we understand like how how challenging that can be, yeah. right? Well, like, I, I want to add something. Blogging is a form of publishing. Exactly. Well, exactly. exactly. well uh, my clarification was like, we, we, yeah, okay, we both publish. We just like our main thing is the podcast. Di- yeah, different vehicles. Different vehicles. Yeah. yeah, yeah thank exactly. you, Fancy. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. You're, she, you're smart. She, she drives a Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. And we are driving like a like a Volvo. The, right the, now. the Mini Cooper. The, the Mini back. Cooper. The Mini I Cooper. like it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. So continue. Sorry, the interruption. So tangents. Yeah, it happens Mondays when when coffee kicks in. <laughs> So basically the cool thing is, and you know, everything that I teach and everything that has happened to me is not because I sought out to do any of this or to make it like, or even know where I was headed with any of this, but I was just, you know, when I look back, it's because I was willing to do something that was a little uncomfortable. Mm. And, um, and then like, like you mentioned in my bio, like I'm super into analytics. And so I really look at all those trials is data gathering. Yes. <laughs> and then it takes your heart out of it as much. So you're like, you're not like, there's no crying in baseball kind of thing. You're like, not, you're like 
you know, you're not so invested in it if you're like, oh, I'm just going to do this and see how the data turns out. <laughs> so. Yes. That's so good. Wow. I, I, that, that's a topic that's come up and, and I, I'm mm -hmm. so glad that you mentioned it because that was exactly what happened. Like we spent the first like three, almost four years, you know, looking for that per perfect piece of content, right? Like uh, not only for us, but for our clients. And, you know, we didn't know what we didn't know. And the client's like, you know, if it's not client ready, like it can go out there, right? And and internally for us, that was a massive friction point to, to starting to publish. And then we switched the perspective and we're like, hey, let's see what happens, right? Like, to your point, like let's gather data, let's see what the reaction are, are and, and 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 then we can go from there. And wow, like the weight that just like came off our shoulders when we decided to <laughs> to take that decision was like massive, right? And we went from one Facebook Live a day to now we publish more than a hundred different pieces of content every single week to see what happens. But guess what? Like while you're seeing what happens, there's a lot of traction with different opportunities and different things that come through it. So thank you for bringing that point on. Uh, it's, it's super exciting to to see that other people do that too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm curious, like where, so, you know, you went from three readers to 10 million, which is insane. Insane. I'm curious, where are you going now? Like what, what is in your mind right now? Because you say you started without a clear goal in mind, right? You were just, just doing, but I'm guessing as this project has evolved, maybe some goals have shown up as well. Yeah, you know, that, and it's kind of funny because like when I started all this, I was like an anti-goal type person. Like, um, you know, don't make me, you know, keep to a schedule. Don't make me write down what I'm going to be in five years. You know, the um, in fact, um, that's, that's a few years ago, I was at a conference and it, that was back when all those vision boards like Oprah was still around <laughs> and the vision boards were really big. And and I was like, I don't like I don't know. Don't pen me in, man. <laughs> like, I, I have no idea because, and the one of the reasons why, like, I didn't want to put it out there as much. And I've changed a little bit is because I look back five years and I thought I would have never put any of this on a vision board. Like this is so different than yeah. anything. Like, and it's so much, I wouldn't, I would have inhibited my own progress because my goals would have been really like different because mm. where I want to be in five years hasn't been invented yet. <laughs> like, no. like there's nobody doing it. Just like what I'm doing now wasn't available, you know, five, seven years ago. Yeah. And so to a certain now, like now I've gotten a little woo woo and I've I'm into like, you know, putting, putting it out into the universe and stuff like that. But, um, but like not in a, like not in a super concrete way. I truly, truly believe that just like the path is there through, through doing Yeah. like, and wow. the more you do, the more the path becomes very, very clear. And then you don't have to worry about all those things that you tried that just fell to the side. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I love that. And just so you know, we love the woo-woo stuff. You know, <laughs> we grew up with our mom is super yeah. spiritual. And I think I think we got a lot from our mom in, in, in that sense. Right. And what you just mentioned is something that I feel I've been struggling personally with, which is not having not like a clear goal, but just like. Who do I want to be in in five years from now? Like, where do I see myself in five years from now? I see myself being successful at whatever it is I'm doing at that point. The thing is, what is <laughs> that I'm going to be doing at that point? That's what I don't know, right? So I, I identify with you. Oh, sorry, Holly. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I was gonna say, I think that's like, I think that that's actually kind of where I like to be is in that general idea. So one of the things that came up at that conference is there's a lot of people that are like, I want to be on the Oprah show. I want to be featured in O Magazine, you know, that kind of stuff, because yeah. that was just kind of the thing that was in the universe. And I was like, no, like, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I want I want to be like Oprah. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't I want to control my own destiny. I don't want to be sitting around waiting for an invitation. Now, I'm not Oprah yet <laughs> or anything, <laughs> but I mean, but that, but, but it, that general direction yes. of being in control of my own destiny is kind of where a lot of these things lead is like, is when something comes up and I'm like, oh, is that towards freedom and control yeah. of my own destiny or is that away from it? And sometimes, you know, it, it, even if you don't know, you're trying it out and seeing how it goes. Um, but that's kind of like a decide deciding factor for me in the yeah. direction to go. But for the most part, like just running and yeah. hoping there's not a wall right in front of you. Absolutely. Like I recommend. I, I, I love that. And actually today I was reading a few articles about, you know, kind of like having a goal in mind, right? Like have becoming that person. And I'm kind of looking here at the, at the quotes that I underlined, but it was, look at this one. We are kept from our goal, not by obstacles, but by a clear path to a lesser goal. So that means, right? Like people that don't really know what their ultimate goal is, they say you're going to fall short because you're going to, you know, just kind of like, uh, I, I lost the word. Us. The Spanish is coming to my mind right now. Say it in um, Spanish. Uh, Say it in Spanish. They're, they're just going to kind of like accept a lesser goal, right? And they're just going to be like, it's okay. If I can reach this one, I am good. So mm -hmm. for me personally, I'm struggling because I don't per se have a, a, a physical tangent goal that I can, you know, touch and see. And I'm like, that's where I'm going to be. But I can feel inside. I'm like, I know we're meant for like great things, right? Like I can feel it and I'm going to take yeah. the action to do that. Right. So I know it's a message that collides with a lot of people because I, I mean, I, I'm living it at this point. And I'm curious on what were some of your challenges going through that? Right. Because going from mm. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm just testing. <laughs> and then, okay, now that this is growing, now that I have a more of a clearer image of where I'm going, right, with every step that I'm taking, I'm sure you have to face a few challenges on your way. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, part of the challenge was even realizing that this was something or that mm. that, you know, giving myself like kind of the credit for building something that could amount to something. Because like 15 years ago, like blogs were blogs and nobody on the Internet was making money. Yeah. And then like you go in a few years, you know, there was Google AdSense. And so, you know, you, you might make, you know, a hundred bucks um, or something like that here yeah. and there. And then you do some affiliate deals. But a lot of times that was kind of like, Eh, a little iffy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there was a lot of iffiness on the internet <laughs> yeah. at the very beginning. And um, in fact, when I first put on like Google AdSense on my blog, um, I got these emails from fellow bloggers that I had sold out. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I feel like we're not on the same path here, but yeah. Um, because I was like, if someone's going to make money on the internet, might as well be me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I always had that in the back. Yeah. in the back of my head but i didn't realize like that i had actually been doing it um so i guess it was about five years ago when um 
we realized that my husband's job was killing him. (laughs) And I mean, I laugh about that, but it was awful. Like, um, you know, he, he was a different person than I had married and it wasn't through any, you know, it wasn't his fault. He was under so much stress and, um, he's a physician and like they were paying by productivity and like, so, you know, you had to go faster and faster and faster, yet that does yeah. not benefit the patient. And so that weighs heavy on you. I mean, and it was awful. And he was yeah. working really long hours. They weren't giving him time off. And it uh, it was crazy stressful. And, you know, this is something that he had worked his whole life to achieve, um, you know, going through, you know, graduate school, medical school, you know, internship, residency, yeah. and then we went the Air Force to pay back the medical school bills. And so this has been almost over half his life has been going towards this. And then like, then you realize, oh my gosh, like life's too short. Like I literally said that life is too short for you to have this job. Like we have to figure out a different way. Like, I don't care if I have to live in an apartment somewhere, you know, and you know, we go, we both work just regular jobs. Like we've got to figure this out because this is not okay. Like this is not okay. So we, um, we bought at that time we bought into some franchises, um, because we figured out that if we opened up like nine stores that it would like replace his income and stuff like that. So we're like, oh, well, I'll do that while, um, you know, while, you know, I'll get some of these open. And once we get to four or five, then he'll quit and join and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, over a year of like me and I'm very persistent throwing (laughs) myself into these franchises like they, it just would not go. It would not mm. go. Like, um, and what was happening is we live in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Yeah. They, the franchise had basically oversold Dallas Fort Worth. Whoa. So I kept, they w- wouldn't give us stores. Any like, like yeah. I had paperwork saying that they owed me stores and I was going all over saying this is, would be a good place. This would be a good place. This would be a good place. And they couldn't physically give me a store because I'd oversold, but they didn't tell me that or you know they couldn't admit that or else they'd have a big giant lawsuit on their hand (laughs) but um so a year in um in fact the the crazy thing is is i got um copied by accident i feel like there's no accidents (laughs) (laughs) on an email i wasn't supposed to see that basically was another gentleman with the same story plus five years that lived in another part of texas his wow. phone number was on the bottom and like I called him up and I was like, I know you don't know me, yeah. <laughs> but I live in Dallas and your story sounds very similar. And he was like, he goes, I've been doing this for six years Ooh. and I still don't have the stores they promised me. He said, so wow. if you can get out, run. Wow. And so we sold our stores that like basically that week. Cause I was like, this is not, you know, all this effort going to zero. And I'm just like, but this was your ticket out. This Mm. was it. And he sat down and he looked at the finances and he said, Holly, have you really been paying attention to what your blog has been doing while you've been doing all this stuff for the franchises? And I'm Uh like, well, I know it's doing better, you know, and you know, I know we have more sponsors and all this kind of stuff. He goes, because what if you had spent all that time on your blog instead of on this franchise situation? 
And sure enough, that next year, it was just a huge blessing that the franchises didn't come through because the next year I made more than he did. Wow. And um, and so it was a much easier transition to bring him into our company instead of trying to juggle stores across the Metroplex. Yes. We can't control. <laughs> won't give them to us. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's crazy. Cool story. Yeah. Yeah. First of all. Wait, sorry. No, stop. Let me talk. I, no, I'm kidding. I used to live in, in <laughs> Dallas. So I lived in Dallas for yeah. uh, two years when I first got to the States. I actually lived in Wichita Falls for a year and then in Dallas two other years. I've been there. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's amazing. I, I, I love it. So whenever we go, we're going to have to visit you, Holly. <laughs> and I mean, I love this story. Would you say is like accidental how the blog became a business in a, in a sense? Yeah. So like, yes and no. Like I would, I was very strategic once I realized that this was going to make money. Mm. Um, so I was always, I like, I was the first one that was signed up with any new sponsorship. In fact, I, I actually ran a company called business to blogger, mm. which was, um, that I started many, many years ago. It was really the first company that was hooking bloggers up with businesses that needed um like like i was running that business because wow. i saw there was money i saw that there was people now there wasn't a lot of money in that business back then because they yeah. didn't actually realize the value of it and it was like hurting cats so it wasn't exactly my thing but i realized really quickly how to work with sponsors and how to deliver in a way that made it like really worth their while to spend money with you. And so mm. um, the early days was more about sponsorships yeah. and we're, and I got to work with some amazing companies that were just starting in the mom blog space. Um, Chevy was one of the first ones. Um, awesome. They put us in cars here in Dallas um, and um, you know, we wrote about it and took pictures and videos and all this kind of stuff. And then, and then I ended up running the Chevy um, blogger program for a little while. Um, and so it was kind of like that, like, yeah, it was, wasn't super intentional knowing exactly what this was going to look like because really nobody knew what this was going to look like. I just was like, if it is going to pay money or make money or connect me to a payer, let's explore that. Let me get really good at whatever that is, yeah. you know, whether it be a relationship or a, or a technique or, or a sale, you know, learning what they know. Because see, they all have marketing departments and yeah. bloggers, we learn that by osmosis and by learning from other people Mm -hmm. absolutely (laughs) so yeah we're like i was trying to figure out what they knew and like you know and social media and all that kind of stuff so so i was always trying to connect the dots but i think what i had no idea just how big those dots could be yeah Yeah. you know because it just started off so slowly and it, it was a really and a lot of times it would take something that like you might break even or even lose a little money on just, you know, just to learn how to do it. And yeah. that, that was t- something I was like, if I'm just m- like moving in the right direction, mm-hmm. if I'm just always trying to think about positioning myself to be the person that people think of when they are looking for somebody to do X. Yeah. Wow. That, that's amazing. And I love, and I can see that you have like a, you can spot opportunities, right. And really take advantage of them. And I find that super interesting because especially in the world that we live in now with, you know, people, so many offers, so many people that you would like to follow and learn from so many skills that we could learn. 
we tend to jump from opportunity to opportunity, right? And we were there. We were chasing the shiny object for the longest time. And I'm sure there's a lot of marketers out there that are still doing that, yeah, right? And it wasn't yeah. until actually we grabbed one opportunity and just focus on that one that actually we started seeing some, some progress. So I think, I mean, I, I love the fact that you mentioned this because I can see it in your mind. I'm like, hey, like you, you're still aware that there are other opportunities, but once you find one that you say, this is the one that it might move me forward yeah. for the longest time, I'm going to ride that opportunity. I think it's great. And in a sense, it makes me think, is it your analytical site, right? With the data that helps you see these opportunities. Um, I think my brother here wants to make a question, but I would love to know, like, <laughs> is there a process for you to spot these opportunities? Yeah, you, you, you can yeah. go ahead. I mean, we, we think very similar. So it was like a question going that way too. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think that helps. So, you know, my background in science and, you know, in the laboratory, like, um, I taught gross anatomy, you know, like dissecting humans in the wow. lab over the summer and stuff yeah. like that. Like I'm very like looking at knowing that there is a, there is a path to understanding that can sometimes be very unclear. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's kind of just the mindset like that you take into your business every day. And, you know, I'm like, one of the worst shiny object <laughs> for people as well. But I think I can give encouragement to those of you who feel very distracted and shiny object um, prone that once you find your path, there's still a lot of shiny objects. Yes. <laughs> In yeah. fact, um, what's kind of cool is that there's, there's more opportunity that like one shiny object will lead to another. And I think, and I think my mind really, changed a little bit too when I try to get to the position in whatever, you know, whether it be, you know, blogging or social media or, or um, sponsorships or, or anything like that is to be able to get to coaching, to be able yeah. to get to the point where um, I can say no. And yeah. then that I can say no becomes kind of the, the new shiny object <laughs> um, to a certain extent. And because like when when you're just chasing objects, it's yes, 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 yes. And you're actually have a lot less control over what's going on yeah. than when you're can be searching out those mm -hmm. ones that you can say no to. And if you can like make that an empowering move in your business, then like, I can't tell you how I So, okay. So I had a sponsor. <laughs> sponsor horror stories because there are some sponsors in the world that like will make you sell your soul so this particular sponsor was um was a delicate um feminine product that um i can talk about anything with you know online you know i'm a mom yeah. i've been married for 28 years so i can talk <laughs> but I need to tell my story. So in the contract, which was a year long contract was something that most bloggers said no to. Yeah. I should have, I should have, <laughs> you should have, yeah. But listen the money to the was good. <laughs> so in the contract, I made sure, like I made, they went back in and I had them rewrite it. Like I needed to be able to like approve this, approve this, approve this, do this, do this, do this and do this. And so yeah. I started the year and the first month went great. <laughs> and then the second month, they started pushing back and by the third month they were pushing back so much that I was basically had 
I have really bad attitude about it and said, okay, I'm just going to publish whatever they approve. Like whatever they say, I'm going to publish it. Wow. And you know that you, that you're not publishing the right stuff. When the first comment on one of my Instagram was WTF. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. But I was like, I don't, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. <laughs> WTF. So anyway, the year, I, the year was miserable and I felt like wow. it was like this tug of war that I had just lost and yeah. I just let them control the narrative. And so at the end of the year, when my agent came to me and said, they'd like to renew, <laughs> I said, <laughs> I will not renew with them for a million dollars. Yeah. And let me be clear. They did not pay me anything close to a million dollars a year before. Wow. And and it was really funny. She started laughing so hard. And I was like, but that was like one of those yeah. empowering moments that you're like, no, like, like literally they could come to me with a million dollars and I will still say no. Yeah. And so if you can find those little, like those, it doesn't have to be that dramatic and please don't make it a year <laughs> contract. You can find those smaller times that you can just be like, yeah. I think I'm going to pass on that. I'm yeah, good. Um, that can be really, really like help you like narrow down that shiny object. Yeah. yeah. That, thank you for sharing that. Like I've, mm -hmm. as you're describing this story, like I can picture exactly what happened with us, right? Like we started the agency uh, about four years ago and same thing. Like it was like, yes to every single opportunity coming our way. Meaning, you know, even marketing funnels, content, like video for like companies, like events, videos, right. And, and all this stuff, we go to a point where, uh, we were so frustrated, not only with the client, but for, like, like ourselves, like we couldn't even like see each other. Right. We're like, Fonsi, just get away. Uh, and then, <laughs> but, and then it, it took us to a path with like this relationship with certain clients where we're like, never again in our life, we're going to point, point, like put ourselves in a situation like that. Right. And, and I think that's important in the path of, of figuring these things out. Right. Like, I, I think that's a, a key element that a lot of, I've seen it, uh, Sorry, I've seen it as a trend as we have conversations because everybody has like a story like that. Now, going back a little bit, like what Fonsi said with opportunities, right? Like you, you saw your blogging was your vehicle. Uh, and sometimes when we talk content or we, when we talk marketing, people tend to have a very linear view uh, of what that could mean for the business, right? Like it's like, hey, I publish content. This piece of content is going to bring me X amount of money, right? And then what we discovered too through our journey and the podcast is like, now the podcast is our vehicle now to build amazing relationships, to to uh, build amazing friendships, that, to build conversations, to maybe that is an opportunity like in two, three months, right? Which is Which has happened. Uh, the content itself is doing the job with the audience and, and we're building this awesome community. Uh, it's not formalized yet, but like we know that there's people following and, and having these conversations with us. Um, and I feel like that's a really hard thing to see when you're starting out. So my question to you is like, why do people fixate so much on that? Like this piece of content, this blog that I did last month, X amount of views, how much money is going to bring me instead of like trying to see the big picture uh, on like, wow, this is my vehicle. Look at all these opportunities that are coming around that, right? Uh, like your sponsorship with uh, with Chevy, like you going in and running the blog for, for Chevrolet, like that, that right? Uh, so the more and more we do this, the more and more we find these opportunities. And now my return on investment is massive. So we honestly don't even care. We could be doing this every single day, right? 
uh, because we're like, man, like it, it pays for it. And we had a conversation with one of our advisors the other day and, and he was like, how much money are you investing in your team for your own content? Right? We're talking about capacity on like the production line with our clients and with us because we, we put our content in there. Uh, and he's like, you guys should like just grab that and put it away and like maybe do something different. We're like, no, because we see the benefit on the other side as well. Right. Uh, so where, like, why do people struggle so much in, in seeing those opportunities around the vehicle that they're building? Yeah, I love this question. And it's not something that I was super clear on until, and until I went through some, you know, some coaching with in, yeah. in the internet marketing space, didn't realize that a lot of internet marketers or people who sell things on the internet and that kind of stuff, they have a very different like relationship with content yeah. <laughs> than, um, than I do. So my blog has over 10,000 blog posts on it. Wow. Um, and so the, and what I need people to understand about content in general is it's a home base. That's all it is. Mm. It's a home base. It's a place that you own that you get to come home to yeah. and that you control the narrative around. But then it allows you because you have a secure home to go out and try other things without um, without, you know, risk or the risk is very minimal because you you're not you're not touching your home base. Yeah. But so when so content, I think, you know, and yes, quality over quantity is actually a bunch of BS <laughs> because to a certain extent, like you could have written the most brilliant blog post in the world or had the most like most amazing interview. And yes, it would be good for a while, but the internet is unforgiving and forgets you. Yep. <laughs> so you need, it needs to be, yeah. it needs to be prolific. <clears throat> but the good news is me, if it's prolific, it doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to be friendly and connection based. And mm -hmm. And this is what I think a lot of people who are stressing out about pushing that publish button or pushing that podcast live or that video live is what you don't understand is people, if they were looking for perfection, they would go and watch television. They're not looking for perfection. They're looking for connection. And guess what? Okay. So I am, was never a Martha Stewart fan because like, who wants Martha Stewart as a friend? Like, you know, like you're like, Hey, Martha, come over for dinner. Oh crap. Like I, I need to like clean up. I need to like <laughs> cook a lot. I need to like, like there's no, Everything there's no shut, joy yeah. in that relationship. Like she's yeah. super judgy until she went to jail. Mm. Oh my gosh. Now we have something to talk about because <laughs> she's not perfect. Yeah. You know? And I think that's what, so you do, you can do this without going to jail. <laughs> Just say it. Yeah, thank you for clarifying. Yeah, Fonzie was about to like, he was playing his plot. He's like, what do I do now? <laughs> but I need you to think about like, stop with the, like, and social media is so full of this, of people going and putting this glossy veneer on themselves, not realizing that's working against them for the connection. Because what connects us together is, oh my gosh, you lived in Texas. 
Oh my gosh, we, you know, we have a mutual friend. Oh, last time we were together, so-and-so did something so embarrassing that we can't stop laughing about it today. (laughs) And so like when you think about your best friends and what you spend a lot of time talking about, it's the goofy non-perfection moments that bind us. So the fact that we're all marching to the internet to be super perfect is really scary to me. Like it's really, really anti everything that we stand for. Mm. So when you can put yourself into a position of just, I don't know, being yourself on the internet and attracting the people who are going to be attracted and saying no (laughs) to the people (laughs) who are not going to be attracted. Um, that that's, that's another powerful thing. Like yeah. Like my email list um, will get about 120 unsubscribes today. And I'm like, yes, yes. 120 people I don't have to pay for on my email list. Yes, <laughs> <Yeah>. absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, like this is what we need to think about. So when you think about it as a home base and that perfection is absolutely counterproductive, then it allows you to do the freedom of all these other things. So yeah, I'm a blogger, but I've logged thousands of hours on live video. Um, we sold like one year, we had a boutique online. We sold over $1.5 million worth of clothing on Facebook Live, like three hour shows every single night. Like people Amazing. were not watching that because we were perfect. They were watching that because we were about to say something inappropriate <laughs> after being on the camera for two and a half hours. <laughs> So, and it just made us realize how it's, it is all about the connection and yeah. how, like, how you and someone else like feel about each other, which I know sounds kind of weird when you're talking about video or a blog post or a podcast, yeah. but you have your friend's ear. Yeah. Um, and like, I was really lucky that I came about this early on. Um, oh, I, oh, <laughs> I ended up, um, I had been asked here in Dallas to come on the TV several times and um, because I was a mom blogger. (laughs) This was probably seven or eight, nine years ago, maybe. And, um, and I was always really nervous on camera. And so um, I made it through the first one or two. And then they asked me to come speak about something. And I don't even know what happened. But it was like a 30 second segment and I like was frozen the first 15 seconds of a 30 second segment. It was awful. <laughs> and it's like live television and like everybody in the studio is just like and I'm like <laughs> and, Oh my gosh, it was horrifying. And I like my my um house is about 40 minutes from the studio. So I was just like crying the whole way home. Like I suck. And I'm like, I'm not going to suck like this anymore. And so I was like, okay, what do I have to do to get good at video? And I was like, video. Yeah. So, and I'm terrible at editing. And so that was back in the days, like when dinosaurs roamed the internet and Google <laughs> plus was around. <laughs> oh, and so yes. Google hang, Google plus had just released hangouts where you could like go live, basically live video and talk. And then it would go up to your YouTube video, YouTube channel. So I was like, Oh, I don't have to edit. So I started just turning on the camera every single day and just talking. And it was probably about a hundred hours into that, that I felt comfortable on camera. Like I wasn't mm. freaking out before I, I turned on the camera. Yeah. So we go to a blogging conference and I, I didn't know any, okay, cause Google plus was not like live video. Like people showed up, like yeah. nobody was on Google. Yeah, plus. Nobody, yeah. but, 
Well, I don't yeah. think anybody is like, do you even know what Google Plus was? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like that. Yeah. Yes. It, it's all, it was like an extension for YouTube because basically exactly. then after you do the live video, it would roll up to your YouTube channel and it'd be like a YouTube video that people mm. wouldn't even really know was on Google Plus originally. <laughs> um, so what I didn't know because I wasn't paying attention was that people were, I was kind of teaching what I knew about blogging and like, or, and we were building the Facebook page at the time. So I was talking about that and people were watching the YouTube videos, but I had no idea. Yeah. So we go to my, this blogging conference after I have all, hundreds of hours of video on the internet and people are like coming up to me and just like dropping into a conversation, like, like dropping into a conversation with me and I, and I'm not great with names, but I'm not terrible with names. And my Rolodex is like whirling and I'm trying to remember, where oh. do I know them from? Where do they know? And and it was without fail. They'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so-and-so. I've been watching. I've watched all your YouTube videos. <laughs> Ooh, that's so awesome. And so what had happened and what we I had accidentally come across was, when you're doing live video back then, it was a kind of odd because they were long yeah. is like the doorbell would ring or, um, or one of my kids would call 911 <laughs> <laughs> happened, you know, so they had been, they had peeked into my home yeah. in addition to the words I was saying. So they knew my heart. Yeah. So by the time I met them, they, we skipped all, like we were already friends in yeah. their mind. And so that's that. And what, I mean, I just get goosebumps when I think about that because what an amazing thing we yeah, have through podcasts and absolutely. video and writing is that when people meet us in real life, we're already friends. Yes. We're already friends. We don't even yes. have to do salt, small talk. It's, it's, it's cemented. It's immediate. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's such a filter. Like I am such a fan of this story because we often refer to the, the safety net effect of the content, right? Like, and that's something that we talk with our, with our clients, with our partners is like, it's very important to have that in there, like not just for the audience, like the, the people are going to research you, right? And the, like, this is so such a cool stuff because it was like from the very beginning of like the internet, like the Google Plus, I think like they were trying to push it through all their social media. It's like, you have to do the Google Plus. Uh, yes. But but at, at the end of the day, we have that experience with people coming onto the show or reaching out for us to be on their show. And they know probably more stories than we're, we're like, do, do you remember talking about that story, Fonzie? Because I don't. And they're like, oh my God, yeah. And then your son and your dog and your thing and you're like, this is what happened and we're like wow and then immediate report right and then from there you know who knows what can happen like what what the next conversation can lead can lead to right like we tend to to relate it to the profit side of things but profit for us mean time right good relationships i like a ton of stuff right uh, uh and it's awesome so thank you for sharing that story yeah. with us <laughs> i i love the fact you know i think the the two main points here is avoid perfectionism <laughs> right because people are coming here for authenticity which is the second point right that transparency is key right and you know we were those people that wanted to be perfect quick story <laughs> about almost two years ago we wanted to start the podcast we bought the entire <laughs> equipment so we're like let's buy the equipment so we commit to do it that's and the excuse. My, my wife is like, you just spent like a thousand. What? And we're like, yeah, yeah, baby. Like, this is an investment. This is not an expensive. We're actually going to do this. Exactly. <laughs> so so we set up actually in our apartment in my room. We had like a light, two cameras, like the equipment. Like my girlfriend, when she would walk in, she would be like, 
What are you recording in this I, room? I'm I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'm out of here. Nope. That's where the real money is on the internet. <laughs> I, I, yeah, apparently, yep. <laughs> so we started recording actually, but we wanted to make it so perfect, right? <laughs> that we added so much friction. And guess what? None of those episodes have ever seen the light. And they probably will <laughs> never see the light. Yeah. Because um, no. we probably won't go back and edit those. It's a lot of work, right? If people see them, uh, they'll probably be the way they are. It's like three different cameras. Yeah. Like me spilling the beer on top of the laptop. Like exactly. it was no bueno. Exactly. No good. And, and it wasn't <laughs> until actually like a year and a half later that we were yeah. like, you know what? Let's do it. And let's do it live. Because just like you said, we don't have to edit. Let's just do it, and we're going to put it out there. If we make mistakes, cool. And, you know, this is episode 106, <laughs> and we made a bunch of mistakes. You're starting the podcast. We were cracking up, like, you know, the, the <laughs> voice, everything going wrong. But, it again, I think it's a matter of perspective, right? I think people need to get used to that transparency and authenticity. Is it, I feel yeah. like the new way of doing business. You even see big corporations trying now to look that way in the internet because that is the yeah. way it is now. And people are going to connect with you yeah. be because of who you are, not because of for who you pretend to be. Yeah. And I love the quality over quantity, especially there, there's like this little story. I might butcher it because I, I, I don't, I haven't told it in a while, but it's like, there is a bunch of kids in this class and the teacher is like, it's a photography class. She's like, okay guys, <laughs> there's only one project for this semester. I want the best picture. Right, just one bit, the best picture. So have the class, you only have one chance to get the perfect picture. The other half of the class, you can take 100 pictures if you want, but you can you only can give me your best one, right? And then who do you think got the best pictures, right? Is the kids definitely that, the one that took the most? <laughs> exactly. So and that and that just translates to real life and everything we do if we just try to do it perfect but it's our first time doing it too it's probably we're probably never gonna be there and then we're yeah. never gonna publish like you said we're never gonna hit that publish button but if we do it consistently right and we try to find who we are or voice or message or or tribe right then by picture 100 we're gonna be so freaking comfortable and so good at it that every picture after that is just yeah. going to be absolutely amazing. I, I want to add a little bit to that. You know, Holly, you impact like thousands of people like every single uh, day. Excuse me. Millions. Millions. That's right. Yes. Millions. <laughs> please Sorry. use the M word. Yeah, please. <laughs> Sorry. Hold on. Yes, my bad. Millions. There we go. We're going to add dramatic to it. That's right. Millions. Yeah. It's, it's not often that we talk to people that impact millions yes, of lives. Exactly. So that's probably what's ingrained in my, in my head. <laughs> but like, if you never started, <laughs> like if you never, st <laughs> if you never started, like this would not happen, right? Like, and we often say about the hourglass effect, like, like that one person that you help, then they're going to turn around. They're going to help so many other. And, uh, you know, for your specific niche on the blog or whatever the conversation leads to, that's so important, but like you had to start at some point and, you know, you describe your journey at the very beginning, kind of like starting a little bit accidental. I do believe that there's certain parts in there that are very key. Uh, Mark was telling us Friday that you publish about 75 pieces of content every single day, right? Like that. It's like, we do. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. So in just a second, I would like for you to like extend on that just a second, uh, just a little bit, uh, because we're like, hey, like for us, that's it. Like we're pushing the envelope on quantity. We're like, ha like, ha 
has have we seen something negative out of it? No, zero, right? And we're not even close to 75 pieces a day. So this yeah. is very encouraging to the way that we do uh, our stuff. But anyways, so you you describe it as a process that kind of started very organically and then it started to evolve into this like very formal thing and so on. Now, there's people that start publishing with that formal end in mind, right? So what would you say to them? Like, what would be some of your advice to those people that are intentionally starting either a blog or a publishing platform for business? So um, I, I want to tell a story um, before we're done here that that I think is really important about the type of content a business like they need to do. But I really do want to get into the quality. I mean, the quantity, <laughs> because I do think that is something um, that is not discussed on the Internet. Um, mm. In fact, <laughs> So I, um, when we were building the Quirky Mama Facebook page, which has um, 3.5 million fans on it today, the, um, we, like, I was, re I, I you know, we were in that kind of that time period of social media knowledge that said, <laughs> that basically was saying to everybody, you can't publish more than twice a day on your Facebook page because you will alienate your your um, followers. So first of all, like when we when I first started this, we started the when the page we started this like growth process when the page was about twelve thousand um, fans, and so but mo those had been brought on a lot by a lot of giveaways and a lot of spammy things that Facebook used to let us do on yeah. the internet. <laughs> and, and I really looked at those 12,000 people as pretty much dead. And so mm. I thought at first, I was like, I'm just going to wake the dead. It was literally, let's just wake the dead, you know? So, yeah. so I didn't, we would publish a few, like I was publishing like maybe four or five times a day. Okay. Cause I was like, I want to alienate them. I want them to either fault like us what we're doing or, 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 or get the heck out of Dodge. So that was kind of the beginning thing. And then this was right when Pinterest started taking off. And I noticed that like I was doing really well on Pinterest, just doing what we were doing. And I was pinning maybe a hundred things a day. And I realized that nobody on Pinterest was like, you can't pit like you, <laughs> you pin too much today. Yeah. As long as it was amazing, like people were following me and I was getting more and more followers um, because everything, of course, everything about spinning was amazing. <laughs> um, and I think that's something that we also need to realize is that we know more about the internet than a lot of people, like your yeah. average follower. So I know where to go get the best stuff. I know where yep. the best stuff is. I know who writes the best stuff. If yeah. it's not me, I know where to go get it. So yeah. then I was like, why don't we do the Pinterest strategy on the Facebook page? Um, so we started with 12 posts a day. And then we went to 24 posts a day. <laughs> and because the whole time I'm an analytics girl and every day I'm opening up my analytics. In fact, we were... I was posting and then we would watch the analytics. That's how obsessed <laughs> it was. Um, and we could tell really quickly if something was going to do well or not. But the point, my my thought process is, why don't I make this like everything a mom would ever want to see on Facebook? Let, let Quirky Mama deliver that. So like recipes and, and kids activities and, and fun things to buy and quirky, you know, funny TV shows. And so all those things yeah. um, in a family friendly way. 
um, without any like politics or religion or anything yeah. like that. Just really family friendly fun. That's mm-hmm. kind of what what was that. And so I kept pushing and pushing and pushing, and um, we settled probably in the twenty four to thirty five posts a day range wow. for a while there, um, and um, was able to do. Um, in one year and four days, <laughs> I attracted one million organic fans to Quirky oh, Mama wow. um, through that process. And um, but it was not without its critics. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was. Um, I don't know if you know Michael Stelzner, who um, who does um, Social Media Examiner, which is like the largest okay. social media yeah. website, and yeah. then he runs Social Media Marketing World. Yeah. Well, he back then used to run a kids site. And so he, he had a podcast and so he had me on his kids podcast because I, my book had just come out and, and, and stuff. And so we were talking, you know, about kids stuff and all this kind of stuff. And then at, at once we shut down, he was like, he goes, Hey, um, I noticed that your Facebook page is growing. (laughs) What you doing over there? And so I was like, ah, that's what I really want to talk about. So, um, I ended up on his social media um, marketing world podcast a month or so later to discuss the Facebook growth. Well, I had very controversial. (laughs) I had happened upon because I had stopped listening to everybody um, and just looked at my analytics. I had realized that Facebook didn't like it when I used a third party scheduler to schedule something. Mm. So we were using just the Facebook scheduler and live posting was preferred. But of course, you can't do that in the middle of the night. So whatever. (laughs) And then um, and then the other thing is, is that I had totally blown the lid off of the math of just posting twice a day. Well, this did not go over well. (laughs) I can't imagine. I would have loved to be in that room, though, with that conversation. I always had that bug. In fact, he asked me, I started speaking at Social Media Marketing World um, that next year. And from the stage of one of the biggest, like one of the things, and they didn't know my name, thank God. (laughs) But they, I was basically called out as some crazy person that was, that was pushing the number (laughs) of posts a day and had the wrong idea that third party schedule. And I was like, dudes, all I'm doing is the math on my own thing. I didn't tell everyone else to go do that. Like, yeah. But it was just really funny. I had never realized how controversial, like growing your own yeah. Facebook page could be. But it, it's true that like people, like they're, they're finding their turf yeah. by mm-hmm. creating some sort of system that may or may not work. And I think that's like, you have to be careful on the internet these days about gurus because you need to have, you need to find someone who's in the trenches doing it every day. Otherwise they're not actually a a, a true guru. (laughs) Like they're, they're somebody who's just making crap up and selling it. And that can be very profitable. There's lots of people that do that. Absolutely. But, and if they're not teaching you how to like, like um, analyze whether what you're doing is working, that's a problem too. Yeah. Because then you, that makes you dependent. So that's the bottom line with all of this. And today, like Quirky Mama, we publish, uh, and I do not recommend this for anyone. In fact, if you want Facebook advice, I'll give you Facebook advice. <laughs> but just to give you an idea, we do publish about 75 times a day on Quirky wow. Mama, sometimes a little bit more. Um, my blog publishes between five and 12 times a day. Um, 
and and I have help that helps me do all this. But but I need I want to say that out loud, not because you need to be doing that, but yeah. I want you to say that out loud so that you break out of a box of this is what I have to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So no, you get to choose. This is your this is your adventure. You get to yeah. choose what where you're going with it. Yeah, I I Ooh, love it. And so as you were so so saying this, I was thinking. I was wondering who said <laughs> that you could impose more than two times a day. And what comes to my mind is probably someone with an agenda of pushing something, right? Pushing the, the schedulers or or maybe someone that Whatever. didn't have yeah. the capacity of creating that many amount of, of pieces. And he wanted to be seen as an authority. So he said, I'm going to make right. this my message and I'm going to start pushing this, right? Yeah. But what I love about you is that you are action-based and you tested yourself and you mm-hmm. have the tangible results to say, look, I grew my page publishing <laughs> way more than two times a day. You can't argue with success. Exactly. <laughs> like, here's the thing. I, and, and I remember like when we first started talking about, hey, how do we build our own content machine? How do we build like this system that, that we do now? And we remember seeing, you know, Russell and Gary Vee and Grant Cardone and like all these guys are publishing like 24 seven. They're out there and we're like, Dude, if they're doing it, there has to be like a, like a yeah. reason of why they're doing it, right? Like they're being yeah. successful. And that was the people that we kind of looked up to uh, at the time. So we're like, you know, initially we cannot create that output. We don't have the capacity to get there. How can we create something that we can have the capacity to grow and do that? And that's where the, the show idea kind of evolved from there. And, you know, from this show, we're probably going to see a ton of assets coming afterwards that then we distribute, right? To the point that we're now publishing about 100 times a week, right? We have some some road to cover there to try to catch <laughs> you. Uh, but, but but it's okay. But it's, it's not a race. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Like, but But the thing is, like, why we got there because – the more we publish, the more we establish these conversations, like people share the content, they like it. We see the people that we are attracting mm-hmm. is the people that sync with the message, right? Like, so, you know, let the message be that filter for you. And and it's been working. We're like, well, if it's working, why not? And and I remember uh, we, we started working with, um, with a client in January, right? And they publish about 55 times um, a week. So a little bit like half. And they're a corporate client, right? And they were like super concerned about this. They're like, no, that's like way too much. Like our people. And well, guess what? They had a, they had a Facebook group with zero people when we started now that they they, they almost got to 2000 they almost triple sales and they sell houses they sell houses through social media which is insane right mm-hmm. and you and they're like how can we publish more guys and we're like oh sweet let's turn out the gas here we go you know here's the system and, and it's incredible because they've seen it through the data right and that's what you saw you're like implement something that you can execute depending on your capacity you did mention that you have some help now so obviously you know to get this point us we also have help now but at the at the very beginning it started with just a facebook live so start building that base and go there so what would you say to somebody that might have um you know we try not to convince anybody because we want to have the conversation with somebody that's already like into what we do but if you're in a cocktail party and this person is like no you have to like publish like twice a day like what would you say to that person that 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 thinks that way so i mean i really look at publishing anywhere whether that be on a podcast or you know on my blog or a social media post as kind of a ticket, a lottery ticket. So you're buying a lottery ticket. Um, so if you have, so you basically 
like when you're starting out, you're going to have a smaller budget for buying lottery tickets. Like, <laughs> mm, yeah, you know, let's, yeah. <laughs> let's, you know, not mortgage the house and all that kind of stuff. But as you grow and it, it, it would be foolish of you once you keep, start hitting the lottery to not keep buying lottery tickets. Mm. And, and the odds are way better than the actual lottery. So I'll just throw that <laughs> out there. But, but one of the things I see on my own blog that most people, people don't really process until they hear me say it is I have 10,000 blog posts, but like only about 1% of those drive the majority of the traffic. So like you've heard of the 80, 20 rule, I think with long form content, a lot of times, especially blogs, it might be more 2%, 98% and that kind of stuff. Wow. So I'll have one or two, like, so that month that, um, that I had this summer that did really well, the majority of that of that was off of one blog post. Wow. But if we hadn't written that blog post that day, then we wouldn't have gotten that traffic. Yeah. And so that's where like that's why you stop you can it's much easier to stop thinking about perfection when you're like, whoop, it's a lottery ticket. <laughs> like, yeah. We're gonna enter the lottery and today yeah. we get to enter, you know, five times. Tomorrow we get to enter this so many times. So and with you know, you can increase your odds by, you know, search engine optimization and learning how to post so that people will share it on Facebook and Instagram and all these other things, Pinterest. But, and your email list is obviously really, really important because that's a guaranteed, I mean, like those people, they're going to come back day after day after day. Um, and yeah. by the way, I send out a daily email. So anyone who says that you can only email <laughs> your people once or twice a week, I'm, I, I have the data to prove that too. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but I, I think when you think about it more as a lottery and that the, this content, and then you don't have to be sad. Like, I mean, I have great blog posts that nobody has read in years, <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm okay with it. I mean, I'm a little grumpy, but like, I'm okay with that because there are some that, you know, that, that continuously, it's not yeah. always the brilliant ones either. Sending them a, a, a quick DM right. like, Hey guys, by the way, there's the, these amazing blog posts here. I'm just going to drop it. You know, if you read it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, great. Yeah. <laughs> I do that in my email list every once in a while. I'm like, I feel bad because no one's read this in a while and I really like it. And they'll yeah. go, they'll go read oh, it. Oh, that's, so awesome. that's awesome. True fans. That, that's the power. Yeah. True fans. The power of being consistently mm -hmm. in front of people, right? They yeah. want to hear about you at the end of the day, right? Yeah. If not, yeah, they wouldn't they sign up for your email list. <laughs> um, so if yeah. I, I feel like you're betraying their confidence, if they sign up for your email list and you only email them once a week, like right. I'll, I'll be exactly. upset. I'm like, Hey, I want to hear from you. Yeah. I'm, I say no for you. Um, I, I, oh, I, I promise you, I wanted to tell you the story yeah. about the business. Um, so yes. um, the content. So because I think there's so much overthinking of content out there. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. And so one of the things that um, my um, one of my business partners, her name is Jamie. Um, she she also is a blogger. She writes totally the bomb dot com. And um, she and I um, had wanted to do something fun on video. And this was early on um, with Facebook Live. And, and you know, I was doing live talking head videos, but we we wanted like a show. We wanted to do a show. And so yeah. um, my husband's a little crazy and we have like this <laughs> video set up at our house. Um, and so, and a green screen. <laughs> yeah. And so he put, he thought of the, we thought of the show called Craft with Crap 
which is basically an hour long show. Um, and we're given four identical items and 20 minutes to craft something amazing. And then we like go head to head, like describing our item. And then we, the people watching can vote for which they think is the winner yeah. in emoji form only. <laughs> and then um, the we do it all over again. So it takes about an hour. And I mean, it's silly. Like most of the things turn out to be a hat because <laughs> yeah. it's just easy to make a hat <laughs> out of almost anything. And it's just goofy. And one of the kind of the things that we were always laughing about was we were super stupid calling it craft with crap because no sponsor is ever going to like sponsor, <laughs> sponsor something with crap in the name. And, and it's just, it's silly, like no like redeeming values. It's just like kind of a goofball thing that yeah. we did and we were doing it once a week. And so, um, of course we were making no money. In fact, we were losing money because yeah, mm-hmm. like the production cost yeah. and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> So when we, one of my friends was making money um, selling these clothes. And so we said, oh, we already have a video audience. So why don't we start selling these clothes? And so we would do craft with crap. And then we'd be like, hey guys, come watch our show, our our clothing show. And so, you know, it made sense that those people would then come over and, um, and buy clothing because they was like, it was LuLaRoe. So it was like legging shirts and stuff like that. Love it. So pretty inexpensive stuff. So we were doing really well with um, the clothing, yeah. which made sense to me. But then what happened next, because LuLaRoe is an, an, a multi-level marketing company, is that we um, recruited over 120 people onto our front line. And what you need to know about that is that that is a six to $8,000 commitment for a business opportunity. Um, to sell clothes. And so we didn't, we were so busy, of course, like training them and and figuring out, you know, getting them successful and showing them how to do all this on the internet and stuff like that, because our team was, did, was really profitable. Like you've heard crazy stories about LuLaRoe, but um, anyone on our team, that was not the case with them. They were, they were really profitable and did really, really well. So, but we hadn't, like, we hadn't had time to sit back and analyze what we had done. You know, like, we're kind of in the frantic, um, you know, forward motion. So, it was about, I don't know, maybe nine or ten months into it. We were, after a show, we were just kind of collapsed. And my husband put on the very first episode of Craft with Crap on the big TV. And we were just, like, laughing at how how stupid we were and like (laughs) how like archaic and like, you know, rudimentary that first episode was. And then Jamie was like, Polly, look at who's commenting. And almost without fail, all the people that were commenting on that very first craft with crap episode were people that had then within that year spent six to $8,000 on a business opportunity with us. So if I had reverse engineered this, like if I had said, I need to go out and make content (laughs) that would recruit people to a six to $8,000 business opportunity, I would have screwed this up royalty because I would have been like business 101, (laughs) how to do this, how to do this. I would have been all businessy when the key to our success was that people liked, knew and trusted us. So that when we said, hey, we have this and we'll train you, they actually believed us and they signed up. Wow. 
So that's what I think we've got to over, we've got to stop overthinking this. People just want to connect and they just want to know that you're not trying to rip them off like everyone else on the internet is. Yeah, absolutely. I, mm. I love that story. Uh, we need a big round of applause right now. Standing ovation. Yes. Wow. Yes. That's so good. Holy, that, that was amazing. I'm taking notes here because I need to remember this. I'm like, <laughs> re-listen to this again, please. I, well, I think you're recording this so you could listen to it later. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. This like again, like we're not we're gonna be super transparent here. We do this show for us. If they wanna come in and hang out, awesome. Like they're more than welcome. That's what we do live. Thank you. And then there's the audio coming out to two and a half weeks, by the way, plugged in. Holly's gonna be awesome in the podcast and and, and then there's a ton of content yep, coming after if that. If you're so, listening and you haven't subscribed, subscribe. Go subscribe, please. Yeah. <laughs> Holly, I I love this story and I love the, the lottery ticket to analogy. Um, we actually have one we call the the extrovert theory, right? <laughs> and is we all have that friend that he's a little bit extrovert, but he always gets lucky, right? And we're like, how does that person always get lucky? Like the, he manages to get every single yeah, opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the same with content. Like if we only publish content once... We're only going to get in front of very a very limited amount of opportunities. But we are consistently putting ourselves out there and putting ourselves in front of more people. We're going to be putting ourselves in front of more opportunities, yeah. therefore reap more rewards, right? And I, I feel like it's so difficult for people to embrace that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it is the fear, what is stopping them, right? Uh, but th there's something that they are, uh, I mean, again, just post two times a day. I don't know if it's that <laughs> belief that they have it man, in their that, mind. That, that, like, that took root, like, very deep. And it's like, but the incredible thing, you know, like you, you started seeing the results. And, yeah. and it's wonderful. We started seeing the results, and it's wonderful. Our, our clients are starting to see the results, and they're like, give me more, right? Like, if you have the systems and the capacity, they're like, let's go. And they don't even, like, I remember the relationship at first was like, they would look at the data every single week. They're like, tell me the data, what's happening? And we're like, it keeps growing, guys. Like, uh, there's no news here. Like, and then now they don't even ask. They're just like, okay, sweet. Like, how many pieces? Okay, sweet, awesome. Let's keep going because they con they also control the message from the root from the macro content, right? They, their show that they that they built, and it's so amazing. So I think we like smashed that belief today. Yeah, let's go. No let's more posting twice go. a day. Let's go. Let's go post <laughs> 75 times a day, guys. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're all going to hate me if that's what you take away from this. No, no, <laughs> it's, no, no, it's, no. It's okay, Holly. I'm actually going to yeah. plug here a little resource that we have for those that are listening. Uh, we have a resource called the Publishing Pyramid, which is the journey that led us to go from just one Facebook Live to now around 100 pieces of content a week. Without and pissing anybody off, by the way. Without pissing anybody yeah. off. And, and, and it, it, it you know, it's actually, <laughs> it teaches you that it's about the message, consistency, capacity, and understanding what is your capacity, right? So mm -hmm. if you guys are interested, just slide in the DMs at this Brosco. We are ready to send it to you. <laughs> um, but yeah, Holly, I, I, I'm loving all this conversation. And I love the part, of course, of the authenticity, right? And mm -hmm. how people do business with people like that's it it's as simple as that like if they connect because look it's no big deal that there's probably other people out there that do exactly the same thing that you do with their blog and they offer very similar things that you do with their blog right but some people connect more with your personality and your partners and the people that you have in your blog rather than the personality of other people right so i think people out there need to use that 
as they need to leverage their personality, but they feel they need to portray certain, you know, persona online so they can get business. But it's like, no, just be yourself. You know, like we yeah. like to be, and we always go back to the story. But when we first started selling social media marketing agencies, <laughs> I was dressed up in a suit trying to sell a Mexican restaurant to hop on a social media plan. He didn't even wear a suit to my wedding, Holly. Like, that's Barely. like how bad he was. Yeah. Barely, but yeah, exactly. But like, like, that was not me, right? <laughs> and guess what? That relationship had so much friction with that yeah. business because it didn't start the right way because it was not me showing up. It was some other fancy showing up in, in that business. <laughs> and it's exactly the same right now, right? Like, yeah. hopefully people that are watching this are like, wow, like, These guys are so much fun. These guys are so cool. Like, I, I want to work with them. I want to be right next to you. Same as, as you, Holly, right? Like, she is so authentic. She's so nice. I want to be right next to Holly and learn from Holly. So if you're listening right now, guys, be authentic. <laughs> just be yourself. Yeah. Don't, don't be afraid to be yourself. Now, Holly, to, la to land this plane, I feel like we could just go Joe Rogan style and just continue for like hours and hours because like, this is Come so on. awesome. Ne on. Next, <laughs> one, next one, we'll do it live in Dallas. Ooh, let's go. By the way, we just, re we just received an invitation today to go to a live show in Dallas to record this podcast. Uh, so we might have to like... That's it as well. I, like, I didn't, I, I, I didn't know that, but that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Nate, Nate with one nine. Okay, thank you for sharing. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're in that text thread, so I don't. Okay, anyways, Holly, let's land this plane. Best questions of the show right here. So, one is what is your action point for somebody that's you know starting in this journey of publishing that they're that maybe already started and they're getting that traction right? They want to multiply their message. What will be your number one action point to them? So um, definitely the just do it. So just publish, just hit publish. Um, and then I do think like set yourself up for success, making things easy. Um, like if, you know, if you don't like editing video, then don't do something that causes you to have to edit video. If you like, I just started a new podcast um, and um, we like literally did some research to make sure that if I was away from the computer, we could still do this, you know, yeah. um, because we didn't want that friction um, oh. of, of being, of the, actually, you don't want the excuses because your brain will always go to the excuses. Yeah. <laughs> so just removing those things and not worrying so much about um, any, like think about it as like a long game. So like, who cares if no one reads or likes or sees this next thing? You're not in this for today. You're in yeah. this for a year from now. And there's no way to get there without this step. So um, when and it, that takes a lot of the pressure off of like everything having to be like brilliant because you're going to suck. You're gonna yep. suck big time, like for a really long time, and then you'll still suck when you try things new. So. Exactly, yeah, absolutely. I, I promise you guys. Like, if you're listening right now, thank you by the way to st sticking with us all the way here. But if like these two little Hispanics can like have a podcast in English <laughs> with our accents, you can do it too. I promise you. Yeah, yeah. And, and Holly, <laughs> you, you you said one of our favorite pr uh, phrases right now, which is remove the friction. It's as simple remove as that, right? Friction. Like. When we started, our goal was Gary Vee and Russell <laughs> Brunson. Like, we want to have so much content like them. And we jumped immediately into trying to create that. And guess what? We failed miserably because there was so much friction in there. So the, the, the learning curve was more like a learning, I don't know, abyss. It was huge. Just like, ah, going up there. I, don't, <laughs> I think I said it wrong, but it's okay. Uh, and, you, you know, you know, Holly, like, I again, I, I, I'm... I'm 
kind of like throw in here another call to action for the, re the, the listeners. But if you go to contentisprofit.com, we have a cheat sheet with the minimum viable content, which is literally... Is that is removing the friction? It's the principle yeah. that we use to start publishing. That's that's always so. Thank you for bringing that up. We didn't plan that. Just you know, that was just super, <laughs> just super, super organic. organic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Holy now, I think this is my favorite question in the show. Like, where will you be if you did not publish? Ooh. Oh, <laughs> I would probably. I mean, I, I my life would be so different because like. We like my husband and I, you know, run the company from so we work from home. We could live anywhere in the world we want to. We partially homeschool our kids um, so that they're home a lot. I mean, like our lives would be completely different. You know, we we're gonna go spend you know two weeks skiing in December, and you know, and we're gonna spend some time in the beach in January, and that. Like, I, like if I had my physical therapy nine to five job, that would be, and he was a doctor, there'd be no way we could get the time yeah. off or the schedule off. And, and besides the fact that, um, I don't know, like I love the, I think even more than just designing the life is the people that you are like introduced to because of this lifestyle, you know, and the other people who are just kind of like, hustling and 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 loving every minute of it i think yeah. that's the difference i see like kind of the before and afterlife is like yeah. the it was a lot of hustle and busyness when i had a traditional job and now yes there's a lot of hustle and busyness but it's 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 just like almost a breath of fresh air instead yeah yeah absolutely thank you thank you so much yeah, for sharing that with us again for us this just keeps us moving forward and uh you know people are like what, what are you guys gonna do next year we're the same thing like we're just enjoying this like we we, we love it like yeah my wife is like hey, you work too much i'm like am i really working probably not like i'm really enjoying this so yeah thank you all for for being here today if people want to connect with you if they want to listen to your show if they want to like know anything holly like where do they go So um, the new podcast, I'll mention that first, is called um, The Jamie and Holly Show. It's it's Jamie and I who did Craft with Crap. Super silly, nothing redeeming values. So don't be <laughs> thinking you're going to come like learn a bunch of stuff unless what to watch on Netflix is on your need to know. <laughs> and then um, then you can find me at kidsactivities.com, um, the Quirky Mama Facebook page. And then if you're interested in kind of behind the scenes of how to put like this how to do online things then hollyhomer.com is where you want to go that's awesome thank you holly thank you so much guys go do us a favor right now and go check out her podcast the support the podcast the jamie and holly show i know i'm gonna be listening to it as well and kids <laughs> activities i need subscribers we yes just we'll be there we'll, we'll subscribe <laughs> we'll subscribe and leave a review as well and uh you that's know right. if, if we like it five stars only, <laughs> only, only if we like it. if you don't like it then just just pretend like it never just happened okay if we, if we don't like <laughs> it wink, we'll, we'll, we'll leave a five-star <laughs> review as well wink wink uh guys you know what to do just smash that subscribe button not only at, at holly's if you guys want to smash it at content profit too we'll take one too i appreciate <laughs> <Yeah>. it but <laughs> holly that, yeah. yeah exactly two for one today two for one right um that's that's amazing thank you so much we we loved having you here it, it was extremely refreshing yes um i have one last question i'm gonna put you on the spot right now 
I didn't know this about Holly, so whatever happens, not my fault. Okay. Holly. Full disclosure. We've had this battle for the last few episodes. A friend of us started. He said, you guys should start a campaign called Pika Bro. Who do you think is the coolest brother? Hmm. Um... I think I'm gonna uh, just not answer this question. Like, so you like both? You like both of us? Exactly. I have no idea. You like both of us? <laughs> but, but, but you like Luis a little bit better. Okay, thank you, Holly. Oh man, <laughs> guys. And with that being said, thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at Beast Bros Co. That is right. And if you find this episode impactful, please, please don't forget to share it and go check out the Jamie and Holly show. Woo. And and. Leave a five-star review. Thank you. Thank you, guys. <laughs>